I am unashamed. What about you? So um, when I rolled up, there was about three cop cars right next door. And then the, the lady came up to talk to you. What was what? What's going to the lady well, sheriff's, sheriff's department? It's, it's yeah. not an unusual sight to see uh, the police department of various sorts pull up in here. These people down in this neighborhood, if you know what I'm saying, this was a somebody's trailer came off their truck, sideswiped somebody else. Why am I hearing Larry, the cable guy's voice in my head, saying, get her done? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well. Or, so, or I was hearing Jeff Jeff Foxworthy, here's your sign. Yeah. So, so what anyway, happened? They're investigating the the, the, the the people that had a hit and run on up the way. They just left the scene when the trailer house ran over somebody. They just got out in the ditch, got the trailer house tied back down to it, and they took off. And they ended up right next door here, so so it hits is is so the trailer hit somebody like walking or what was no they were driving, so the hit, trailer hit, comes hit. off off the truck, hits an oncoming vehicle who is our neighbor. That's that's the word I got. And then they, while in all the commotion, get hooked back up, and they, leave. They before. left the scene. The ones that had the trailer house left the scene, and showed up right next door here. Well, what did the guys who got hit? What did they did they say something to the guys? They they basically called down this way, said if you see a you know, a pickup truck hauling a trailer, yeah. a little small house trailer, they need to we they, they there's damage done to our vehicle down yeah. up here. They just ran over us. They ran over So so it in, so it ends up next door. It ends up next door, but we see laws coming at all hours of the night down in there, even in the middle of the woods. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's you know, if we look at the inner city and say, "Well, it's a crime rate." I uh, thought, whatever happened when you used to be nine one one? That that ship sailed. Yep, they're bypassing me now. Now, <laughs> yeah, they, they contact the local authorities. <laughs> Why is that funny? I don't it's know. It's not funny. I mean, people are breaking the law and putting people in danger. But... Well, then the the sheriff's deputy comes up and what's he say? Well, she came here. Well, and you got to remember, you. you go from like local police departments in the smaller towns, suburbs of major cities, once you move out to certain distances out of off the beaten track and you get where there's just woods and and semi-paved roads, then the Matt Dillon the Matt Dillon law enforcement kind of takes over and it's a little different than it's a little different police. Well when they were coming out, they saw me coming. But you know, from a distance facial profiling, whatever, oh, yeah. they all slammed on the brakes, you yep. know. Oh, yeah. they, 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 they were looking, and then oh, somebody, oh. I'm sure, said, oh, that's Jace, and so I went on. Yeah. But yeah. for a moment there, I thought, well, I'm fixed to be late. Well, we, yeah. we drove up to the scene. I and- mean, when you're going this way, and there's a there's a hit-and-run type situation, a wreck, and you go on yeah. deeper this way, the all these roads down here, all of them, it has a sign up. And it says dead end. I said, you're going to turn around. all signs have bullet holes in them. All signs are shot up with bullet holes, a lot of bullet holes and a lot of signs. But all the signs say dead end. I don't think they're referring to you will die if you come down in here. But it's just like you keep going on this road. It's going to stop. Yeah. And like I said yesterday, 
the water fluctuation here in lieu of the storm that just hit. I mean, we have a 30 foot potential rise of the river every year. Yeah. So we, I monitor the flow of water very carefully. I know exactly what it is. Literally. Well, how many? I, I back my my eyes up with with periodical checks with with the computer crowd. Yeah. I said, what's it? What's it? What's that computer say the river is? And how often is it wrong? They miss it some. They they mm. project a certain amount of rise. They miss it some, but overall, you can get a pretty good idea of where the river stage is right now. <clears throat> because once that river gets, you know, you get a 15, 20 foot rise, well, it's not but a hundred yards from your house, mm -hmm. but you're up on a little, little hill of sorts, little higher ground than all the flood plain. But uh, <clears throat> it would have been wiser to build your house a little further up if I had built it, but I didn't build it. Yeah. I just bought well, it. I have seen them say 100% chance of rain, currently rain, and I've looked outside and it's not raining. Yeah, we were we were sitting in Monroe, in Washtenaw Parish, above the hurricane, and I mean it looks like directly, I mean, a little bit of right or a little bit of left had great great impact on us. Oh, it was and, and coming there, right toward us. Oh, yeah. I know it, and, but it leaned a little east, so it came they up. Call that bobble. It came thing. up the eye about seventy miles from us, due east of us. Well, that saved us. And so our rain gauges, we checked it. It was, uh, I monitored it through the whole time. It was a lot of like a, like a mist, a blowing mist. Yeah, it was. But the wind never got over 20, 25 miles an hour. What was the rain Everything gauge? Everything east of us were just being obliterated. Southeast of us were being literally leveled. What was your rain gauge? I'm curious. The rain gauge yesterday morning at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, when it was going on through New Orleans, my rain gate says one quarter of an inch. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's it? Quarter of an inch. I said, it looked, it I looked. hollered out loud and thinking, man. Was it a Jerry Clower? It, it was a happy wow. moment. A Rick, it was more so of a Ric Flair. I let it, the mist came and went all day and a little bit of, you know, wind, but not much. Nothing like, uh, wasn't Sarah, it was a. Uh, one of some woman's name, the one that hit last year, two in a row within two weeks. Yeah. That second one is what blew down all of our trees over here, just leveled it. It was embedded tornadoes with 75 mile an hour wind. Now that was a boogaroo. Yeah. Did you ever? Well, we were waiting. I got a project over trying to make a duck hole, but we we were. It was holding. It's it's been holding us up for the last three days because we were expecting the potential yeah. of that river coming up. Remember, it fluctuates 30 feet 30 on any feet. given year. Did you ever listen to Jerry? 30 feet's a long way from ground zero. If you just look up in a tree and you see a watermark up there, you're like, whoa. The yeah. watermarks on the trees tell you it's been that high, but the computer backs it up saying this could, yeah. could put 30 feet did, on you. Did you ever listen to Jerry Clower when you were younger? We listened or? to it. We, we thought he was the king. You know? Was he the like the prank phone call? No, no, he would just tell it's it's really how yeah, how well he was talking about, you know, the the stress of the redneck culture out here. Yeah. Jerry Clower uh, became North Louisiana's Elvis Presley. Well, That's but it was all in how he told us. Like story. a com he was a like, comedian. My favorite story ever told, I mean, I don't I hate to do this because I wasn't 
you know, but I, I remember him telling stories. And it's how he's telling it. They're, they're really, when you get to the punchline, some of them are funny, but by the time you get to it, you don't care because it's He was funny. inside the mind of the redneck crowd. Yeah. He was like, there was this this guy in a band, and he got mad about something, and so and he was kind of a bully type, you know, and he was going around, and, and just after the concert, and he was just like, I think I can whoop you. Let me let me put you down on my list, and and he just kept going one right after another. He was just yeah. like, you know what, you're on the list. I I I I can whoop you. I'm pretty sure I can whoop you. Yeah, it's a and, Matt Dillon episode. So he finally uh, the drummer or something come up there, and he's like, you know what, I think I can whoop you. You're going down the list. Well, this old drummer he, and I, I remember I don't know exactly how he phrased it. He said, but that that redneck carnal spirit hit him and, and he he was he was his blood started bawling so he grabbed the bully the drummer grabbed the bully and the bully stopped like what what, what are you doing and, and uh, the drummer said i don't think you can whoop me and so the bully said hang on wait whoa and he's like for what he said let me get you off his list <laughs> you don't think that's funny? It's, yes, it, it's, it's that kind of because that's what everybody is down here. It's wow. like just like that. I ran over you in a vehicle, and I'm sure words were spoken. During well, that. That's what I was wondering. What was said when that happened? I mean, you know, well, the fact alone that you've got a a, a mobile home that that. Gets loose from the truck in the mobile well, home. Right, that, yeah. that's where it, that that's what he tapped into. He tapped that, into that. Yeah. I, well, I pulled up the, the the other part that I saw besides the horde of cop cars was a a pack of dogs. That's well, that, so that, we so we stopped because there's like six dogs in the road of all different breeds. But you got to remember, now that's not really this culture's fault. What people do from town is they drive down here thinking it's the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And they just let the dog out. And they just run wild. Yeah, that's what happened. They just they they get rid of their pets. I have a I had a put pit bull somebody had let out yeah. that stayed at my place bed and breakfast. You know, people yep. come in looking at the sunset and all of a sudden here comes a pit bull. Well there was a pit you bull know. today. There was a, a some little dog that was like a Maybe like a Jack Russell. A lot of dogs and cats because people say, get rid of that cat, get rid of that dog. Well, they won't and take them. They, they just they drive have, out of the city yeah. limits. They have drive. animal shelters. Now, those are townspeople doing that, which is just sorry. It's terrible. But the, but the cats, so, though, they, they serve a greater purpose because they do kill rats and rodents. Well, and, yeah, I mean, you know, I yeah. have a couple that, that stay up. But the pack of wild them. dogs is a little Dan says concerning. he has a, a faithful cat. At all times, some of them get killed. He sees them out on the road. Somebody ran over them. Yeah, he really won't see that anymore. Give it two or three months, and he said, "I look up, and there's another cat." And, and, oh, yeah. But and people, no one can even touch those cats. But Dan, yeah, Dan puts a little food at them. They'll climb a tree, and Dan will walk out there and put them a little food because the cat's up in a tree. He's hungry, so yeah. Dan feeds them. So, yeah. but, but we Dan the can same touch thing. them and pet them. I, I like these cats that they have because they, when you, when they see you, they run. Yeah. But yeah. they, you, so you feed them a little bit, they'll sneak up there in the middle of the night. But they also yeah. take care of all your pest problems. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, we rolled up. It was several cop cars, uh, the trailer, 
the there was a jet ski involved somewhere. Yeah. There was yeah. a, a a big fishing boat. Yeah, the dogs. Yeah. There was a some people. I mean, it was it and was. You, a, your exact thought was, I need to get back to North Carolina. <laughs> I said, what's it's a on? it's a pretty rough place. Out <laughs> I was here. like, what's happening around so, here? Well, they need Jesus. Is oh. All I'm gonna say. Well, let's take a quick break. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is Genesis nine, because God said, "If it walks, crawls, flies, or swims, you can kill it and grill it." Well, if you if you if you don't want to kill it, some people aren't outdoorsmen like you guys are. True. You you can go to our friends at GoodRanchers dot com. By the way, when's the last time you think you had American meat? I haven't checked, but no. I would know. Well, chances are it's been way too long because over eighty percent of the grass fed uh, grass fed beef in the U.S. sold in the U.S. is imported from overseas. Mm. But our good friends at GoodRanchers dot com have traveled the country and they put together a, um, they work with a lot of local farms and ranches and they ship straight to your door. Goodranchers.com is a safe and convenient way for you to order meat and you can save your family money. Uh, Goodranchers.com delivers American craft beef and better than organic chicken. They've got T-bones, fillets, strips, gourmet burgers, and more. At half the price of online competitors, you get the steakhouse quality that you deserve at a price every family can afford. So don't bring misery Meat, or excuse me, don't bring mystery meats into your home. Be the hero of your that your family needs by ordering from Good Ranchers today. Go to goodranchers.com to buy now. And if you subscribe, you get 20% off each box of mouthwatering meats. Subscribing brings the cost down to less than five dollars a meal. That's a pretty good price, less than five bucks a meal. And plus, right now, you get plus, right now, you get an additional $20 off and free express shipping if you go to goodranchers.com slash fill. Or use the code Phil at checkout. That's twenty dollars off and free express shipping at GoodRanchers.com slash Phil. Know where your meat comes from with GoodRanchers.com. The the one of the deputies thanked us, by the way, for what we do, trying to help people so that they won't be called in. Yeah. And, yeah. and what will ensue is what you saw this morning. They're thinking, well. We appreciate what y'all do, you know. I said, well, we're trying to keep them from having to deal with y'all. <laughs> you know, like the guy yeah. told me, he said, Robinson, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but we've arrested about a third of your congregation. <laughs> yeah. And I said, well, that's why we're here, <laughs> to try to try to lighten the load that y'all well, have. Well, it's like when I went did that prison ministry for a couple of years, you know, I kept trying to, I just focused on Jesus. Yeah. You know, I focused on Jesus but at some point during the two years, I noticed I, some John the Baptist started coming out in me. Yeah, you know, I, I I started just like, well, you need Jesus; He can change your heart, you know. And then, but I got to the John the Baptist. Stop breaking the law, you know. Repent, judgment is coming, because mm, yeah. you couldn't help it, because it was just the the behavior and the heart was so carnal and dark. You were just trying to do anything, yeah, to jar them, you know. What struck me last night, I just happened to notice this, or just to think of it, uh, I, I mean, it's right in front of your face. Uh, the law came through Moses, Matthew 1. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Yeah. Then this statement, 
I mean, this is in John. I, I said Matthew. This I'm reading the same account that we've been reading in Matthew. I'm reading. No, it John, John one says where it says grace and truth. That is John one. That's right. But but based on Matthew's recording, you know, this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When John's talking about it, he says no one has ever seen God. This is after he said God became flesh, and. <laughs> Not 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 based on natural, not children born of the, the purpose of God becoming flesh. Children born not of natural descent. You know, the old yesterday we talked about it, the yeah. the, the fertilization the, of the ovum and then the embryo. Nor yeah, of human yeah. decision. Nope, they had nothing to do with this. Mankind had nothing to do with this. This is all coming from above. Or a husband's will. We need to have some children, but born of God. Well, when you read statements like that, it forces you to come, and a lot of people stop right there because with that little short sentence, God became flesh. No one's ever seen God. So you're wanting me to believe that God saved the human race, created male and female there's some kind of being out there somewhere that did all this. But God, <clears throat> the only son, when Jesus shows up, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. It's at this point, <clears throat> in my humble opinion, when you start dealing with the ideologies, the religious, the, the, the metaphysical world, once you jump from physical, salt water made us, uh, yeah, that could have happened physically. Something in salt water concocted a whole lot of <laughs> cells, and from salt water, it generated an entire ecosystem of everything, including elephants, giraffes, monkeys, humans, fish, it, 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 trees, grass, everything started with salt water. Mm. And they won't go, they will not go or say, there's something bigger that did all that. There's something bigger. Human beings can't make the cosmos, didn't make it. We know that. Yeah. So we have a cosmos, we're looking at it. We're seeing how it works. Mm. So we come up with all these various laws, the laws of gravity, the law, second law of thermodynamics. You know, there's a, it's winding down. We, we know that it's losing its, its, its strength. It's just a slow recession of the whole thing. So we have all these laws that govern all of it. But we're saying a certain segment of the population, we're not going metaphysical. We're not going to make that leap. Thomas Jefferson, I read his book. He said the teachings of Jesus are the greatest teachings since mankind has been on the earth. This guy, Jesus, I have no disagreement with what he says. If everyone obeyed what he said, but when it came to what about his resurrection after he died there, uh, Mr. Jefferson, you recorded his death in your book, but I turned the next page waiting on the resurrection not in there, and I had, and I, and when now we run up on the metaphysical again. Mm. He says no, I, I, he he was so intellectually astute, he just could not, with a clear conscience, 
lower himself and say, there's something, and he's alive. No one's ever seen him. He's an invisible, omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient God who's made it and did it all. And he becomes, through an astounding story, he becomes a human being. Mm. Well, you know, Stephen- and children of God will be the result of his becoming flesh. Yeah. He will produce by what he did on a cross and in the resurrection three days later. He will create a family of people who are no longer physical beings, but metaphysical beings. There's power within them to raise them from the dead and give them immortality. So this is quite the, if Aristotle had known this, or Socrates or some of the other ones, just before Jesus showed up, a few hundred years, they were all these philosophers. Yeah. If any of them had known the story of Jesus, they would have had a much different view of the world. Now, they might have just stuck to their guns. You know, Aristotle was the one who kind of came closer. There's a spiritual nature in here we're missing here. There's a metaphysical well, there's element the, we are not counting in there. So I don't know, guys. He called it the unmovable object Aristotle did. So he, I think he was getting close with, with just by general revelation. Was Without the story of Jesus. Without the story of Jesus. And Thomas Jefferson, brilliant, but missed it. And even in our own day, I, I read a book about 10 years ago by um, Stephen Hawking, who's the uh, brilliant yep. you know, astrophysicist. Uh, I think he was at Cambridge or I can't remember. He, he was yep. he's brilliant. Yep. I read his book, Brief History of Time, and in that book, he essentially says that through scientific discovery, including his own contribution to, to um, physics, he said, we have, I'm paraphrasing here, he said, we've, we've determined that, that time has a beginning. He said, if time has a beginning, he said, it smacks of divine intervention. He said, so basically what we've proven through what he calls the standard model of physics is yep. we, we've proven that God exists and then he says this. I think this is so so incredible. He says the the Catholic Church endorsed their their uh, model, and he said therefore the goal of modern physics is to disprove what we've already proven because we know God can't exist. There you go. So he's which is that now. Now you are somewhat of a scholar because you said it uh, better than I did. I'm a redneck, C plus man, so I'm never going to rise too high. In the, this metaphysical crowd, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm I'm kind of just the miraculous. All these events that happened, I'm thinking, man. I said, I, I just know this: we didn't make it. No, we didn't. We didn't make this, this the apparatus we call the cosmos. We didn't make it. Mankind had nothing to do with it. I know that, and because they had nothing to do with it, I'm just watching. Whoever did make it, it has to have been made by someone. They're saying, no, it just was a chance happening explosion, and this is, and all this design came out of that explosion. But every, How you get every, design, every, every explosion I've ever seen didn't result in unity and, and design and design and perfection no. in life. That's correct. Just think, everything that's that reason happens I'm, in I, an That's the reason I have my Bible in front of me right now. The Jesus. opposite occurs. You have chaos, disorder, death. They're like, no, it 
it was a reverse explosion <laughs> yeah. that triggered perfect harmony throughout all galaxies. Well, but but you got to keep in mind though the the explosion, the what what we call the Big Bang. That that's what that is the the standard model of physics. This is why it's so interesting to me because as Christians we hear that and we're like that we think well, it that, might have been a God explosion. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. that that's what these guys have determined. The church is somehow we we we've equated Big Bang with atheism, and it's just not true. The, oh, that's right. The, I, the, I, my I college agree. professors did not even offer me an opportunity to at least say it is possible. What I'm, if there is yeah. a being out there who made it, this whole it, thing not even, in the Bible, it, I mean, they 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 presented their information about the Big Bang, it, and it, they yeah. presented it as fact. I mean, they left out Jesus one hundred percent, left him but, out. But my, but my point is, is Hawking, along with Einstein and the and Edmund Hubble and and whoever else, there was some physicists involved in this. When they discovered, or if you want to call it that, when they came up with the Big Bang theory, this is how this is how unavoidable God is. They're they're looking at their own theory of the Big Bang model, and they're saying that essentially what he's saying in the book is the Big Bang proves the existence of God. That's what he's saying in the book. He, it, that, that that's why physicists now, if you they're they're trying to get into string theory and oscillating universes and all this other stuff because. This is why I think that, that God's existence is, is um, in philosophical terms, it's called he's a necessary being. He's not contingent on anything. He has mm -hmm. to exist. So you can't really avoid him. Even if even if you prove that God doesn't exist, you're, you're using rational faculties and things of the spiritual world to prove that the spiritual world doesn't exist. That's why I brought up yesterday, and for nothing is impossible. When he's talking to Elizabeth, yeah, Mary, the mother, one to be born, will be called the Son of God. Yeah, even Elizabeth, your relative, now look, she's over the hill in childbearing age. She doesn't become an old woman. Will have a child in her old age, and she was she she who was said to be barren, that she's out because I mean she's an old woman for yeah. crying out loud. Well, we're back in this metaphysical thing. In her six months, she's six months pregnant right now. But then he does say, far. Nothing is impossible with God. That's what you're saying. But just think about this, Phil. Mm -hmm. Well, Zachariah, where this all started, Zachariah and Elizabeth, I mean, they're devout, yep. ritualistic, which is fine back then because that's all you had. Yeah. People of God. So they're having a little prayer meeting. By the way, and, Zachariah and, was shut up. Well, that's what I'm speak because he but said. That's what I was getting to. Because he look, said, this he, is hard to believe. <laughs> but he had the prayer. And then the angel appears to him and says, standing at, you know, the side of where they're burning incense and praying and, and Elizabeth's barren. And well, Zachariah says was startled and gripped with fear. But the angel said, don't be afraid. Your prayer has been heard, mm. which is a scary thought. Cause it's like, there's a difference in praying and then praying like it's really going to happen. Yeah. So now it's the angels like, well, you prayed, and here I am. So, so then I'm answering your prayer. Well, and here's the answer to the prayer: Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. You're to give him John, give him the name John. He will be a joy and a delight to you. Many will rejoice because of his birth. He will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, which is you know 
I think coming from this idea of this being a Nazarene that we left off last time. Yeah. And he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from birth. You know, boy, there's so a... under the influence of the Holy Spirit from Woo! birth. Many of the people of Israel will bring uh will will bring back to the Lord that will will he bring back to the Lord their yep. God and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and the power of Elijah. And you know all this is awesome, but Zechariah said so he's already prayed without the the confidence that this actually may happen. Let's take a quick break, guys. When it comes to pain, whether it's back, neck, knees, shoulders, the underlying cause, the enemy within is inflammation. And you have to defeat inflammation or it can cause permanent damage. So our next sponsor, backed by over 35 years of clinical research, Omega XL attacks the inflammation that's causing our pain. It's brilliant. Phil, you take this, right? I do. The only pill that you guys know this, the only thing Phil takes, uh, pain relievers, topical rubs, they just mask the problem. But Omega XL, it actually neutralizes the inflammation that causes pain, stiff joints, and muscles. Uh, Dr. McQuillan said something to us the other day that stuck with us. She said, with, with my prescription pad, I can't write anything that comes close to doing what Omega XL does. Well, that was good enough for us. If you're suffering with aches and pains and stiffness, you need to try Omega XL. So let's get you started today. You can order Omega XL now, and you get a second bottle free. Uh, so visit Omega xl.com slash fill that's omega xl.com slash fill or you can call 1-800-844-4888 that's 800-844-4888 800-844-4888 then he says well how can this be I, i'm i'm an old man and my wife is well along in years and so the angel said, I'm Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I've been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens. I'm thinking to shut your trap. Mm. So I think what's funny about this is so then when they, you get later on in the story, you remember this. So they're like, well, I mean, the baby's coming along. He's just sitting there not able to speak now for yeah. months and he's and seeing say, it unfold yeah and they yeah. say well what are you going to name the baby let's name the baby they were asking let's name the baby i think this is in the next chapter or so later in chapter one of Luke. and she said i think i'm gonna name him john and so they're like well zachariah but you know people are like well i thought we were going to name him after zachariah what are you john well what's funny is they give him a tablet because he can't speak and they're like, what do you want to name the baby? You want to name after you? Because Elizabeth said John. So he, he said he kept, he, he he writes, kept making signs to him like. Well, like, well, and then they give him a <laughs> tablet. And so then he writes down John. <laughs> I think at this point, he's humble. Yeah. And he's like, don't name after me. I done messed up twice. I can't even talk. Whatever she says, that's what we're doing. Well, it's okay. so when you move into, into Matthew Chapter three, verse thirteen. So, what you're trying to say, righteous men, good men, along with the unbelievers, sometimes we have problems, Jace. 
believing oh, what God man. said. Well, especially uh, when I, it comes to the metaphysical. That is you right. Know, that's I mean, my point. I, that's what I was getting at. Even us. It's always been we're tough. Like, we'll, we'll have a discussion or even an argument with an atheist, but then we'll pray and not and would be shocked if, 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 if God Gabriel showed up and said, okay, that last prayer, here's how this is going to go down. Yeah. Well, would you be gripped? With fear, and then would you be second guessing? Probably so. Yep. Yep. Especially when there seems like there's no path. I well, because you because you're lo- you're losing power, and at least you think you are. Uh, but Phil, when you mentioned the birth, um, you went into the whole ex- exposition on the birth being born of the Spirit, and yep. the, and the Holy Spirit's role in the birth of Jesus. Yep. So then, when we get to John or Matthew uh, three thirteen, and and we see baptism for. Uh, with Jesus getting baptized, guess who you see again? The Holy Spirit show up. Yep. Uh, then Jesus from Galilee, this is verse 13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. Yep. But John tried to deter him saying, I need to be, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. Look at this part. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water and at that moment, heaven was open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending on him like a dove, a voice from heaven saying, this is my Son, whom I love and whom I'm well pleased. So you see all three members of the Trinity here. You see the and Father. And look, that's before he was tempted, and no miracles were performed until this until, event until happened. happened. Not one. So even in the birth, so you see that in the birth. That's why when you get right down to it, you say, the metaphysical world is where most of them stumble or stop. It's 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 when you begin to speak of these matters. That's when most of the human race, yeah. for whatever reason, they're looking at it saying, "It's it demands faith on my part to believe that He is. Yeah, God is, and God has become flesh, and God has removed my sin by shedding His blood on the cross, and God will raise me for." I, He's given me immortality. It's just hard for him to make that step right there. It was difficult even back when it all went oh, down. Sure. It's still difficult. But that's why I think we tie all this together, because a lot of people are asking questions about the difference between the Spirit being in you, on you, or you know what did it say about uh, John the Baptist? It said uh, upon or under the influence, you know, yeah. Uh, of the spirit, but so and this is the only place I've ever read where he was filled with the spirit from birth. Yeah, filled with the spirit. That's what I. So, <clears throat> so which kind of give? It's like that verse in uh, Ephesians five where it says, "Be filled with the spirit." Well, you already have the spirit. So, what does it mean to be filled with the spirit? So, somebody define it like under the influence, because it's like he then says, "Don't get drunk on wine," but seeing. Make music in your heart, uh, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. As yeah, so plus you know, the it, Bible screams out, Jace, while you're there, screams out. This is a metaphysical world. You need to believe in it. That's what it says over yeah. and over. Well, and what over. I was getting at though was that John the Baptist, who was under the influence of the Spirit from his mother's, you know, one translation says from his mother's womb. Yep which I think is why he was leaping in the womb. Yeah. Which goes yeah, he, to that under you know, the... Elizabeth said, okay to Elizabeth leap. said I mean, there, he, he jumped 
when, when yeah. the information he came was to her. That, participating in contemporary worship <laughs> at the earliest age possible. He was hand yeah. raising. He was, hand well, raising. He, he was dancing and jumping. So when I see jumping. people do that, people it makes people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And I'm like, I would rather be people people doing that than actually drunk on some kind of chemical or yeah. And, yeah. and staggering around trying to find their car keys. Yeah. Well, well Acts 2, yeah. Acts 2, they thought yeah. they were drunk. Same thing. They that's, said they're, they're, exactly, they're drunk. He's like, no, it's, that's it's, exactly, it's nine in the morning. They're that's exactly where I was going with the Ephesians 5 and, and the phraseology. I mean, it's good if you, I did this one time. I made a list of everywhere where the Spirit is in you, where it is on you in, in the Bible, and where it was, uh, what was the one we were just talking about? Uh, What'd filled you, with. Yeah, filled with. Uh, and there's a yeah. few others. Well, there's terms like you can quench the Spirit. Um, yeah. as, as a believer, the Holy Spirit lives in you. Uh, the most exhaustive text on the Spirit is probably John 14 through John 17. Right. It's, but what I was, was going to say is, and people say, well, what's the difference? Where's the big difference? There's a big difference in the milk. If you took some milk yeah. and you drank it, and I, I think that's there's a verse about uh, giving us the spirit to drink. That's in First Corinthians twelve. Yep. And well, John, there's and a difference. John four. Which is all a good. All these things are good, but there's a difference in it being the milk being on you and in you. It would. It has different. Yep. Circumstances and effects. So I, I just think it's interesting if you want to do that. But what I was going to say is, well, they introduced the kingdom, and we read that in Matthew three one. John the Baptist said, "Repent for the kingdom is near." We made a big deal of that a couple of podcasts ago. Then Jesus, in chapter 4 and 17, says the same thing. Then you have this act here where the Holy Spirit descends on him, and he begins his ministry. So when you get to Peter having the keys to the kingdom, which we read in, or we will read in Matthew 16, and this spirit is poured out, which they thought they were drunk. All these things are happening. You have miracle signs and wonders going They're on. They're speaking in every known language and, of the world. And Peter declares Jesus as the Son of God, and he goes through what he did it, on his death, his burial and resurrection, who he was, and their sin that caused it. They, he then said "Make he's Lord in Christ, and the people heard it. They were cut to the heart. Then he said, repent and be baptized, and then it says, you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Well, to me, that statement, you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, that's got to be the greatest statement in that oh, whole thing as far as great. how response and how you're involved in this. It's like, well, wait a minute, because it takes the you back. The physical does not rule, the metaphysical does. That's well, the it, point. It takes you back to this moment where he receives the Spirit, and there's a declaration made, which is the point where I'm getting at, which is God saying, because really in our culture, uh, it's more noticeable now than I've ever seen in my lifetime, is we have this identity crisis you know, in our culture. I'm not sure if I'm a man, I'm a woman, who I am, where I'm from. Well, us, we believe we came from God on purpose. Yep. And so... I know when I heard what Jesus did for me and I surrendered and I'm receiving God's spirit, I really believe that God made that same declaration about me. This is my son. I love him. And I, 
I'm pleased that he's doing this. Good point. Here's my spirit. Now, Jesus was perfect, and I'm not, but God made me perfect, well, he, he, or yeah. his spirit wouldn't be in he's me. Pleased, he's pleased with you because of the finished work of Christ on you. So, exactly. so, so the Father, I love, I love this passage because you see all three members of the Trinity. You see the Father, mm-hmm. you see the Son, and you see the Spirit. And it, it's, it's indicative of our own salvation that the Father plans it, uh, the Son accomplishes it, and then the Spirit applies it. And so you, you, you see this being played out over and over and over again, but it's first instituted right here. By the way, that clears up Jesus. that text in in uh, First John, Jace, where it said he came here, you know, by the Spirit, by water, and by blood and blood, uh, Spirit and water. Yeah, are the three things that got. Well, him I think Zach makes a good point though. It's not because I think that's where people misunderstand this. He's not pleased with you. Because of something you're doing, actually, because actually you're like if you go up from Colossians two, you're being crucified with Christ. Yes. So you're you've been cut to the heart, as they were in Acts two, on who God is through Jesus, which is something that's made God known, and it's the greatest love story ever. So now you're coming on your knees in the most humble form that you know how to do saying, you know what? I, I'm done Yes, w- with getting up and thinking this is my life and may, yeah. I, I'm, a, I, I'm done. I, I'm dying. And so, you know, all forms of counseling in our world, even outside of Jesus, they try to get you to go through some kind of death where you can start over. Yep. That, that's the way they think yep. you've got to even alcoholic anonymous put, put it in their deal. You know, you just believe in something bigger than you. Well, yeah, and, and then you got he has to bury a name, this. but they don't go through the then, name. You, know, you got to die, and you got to be buried. I mean, just look at all of it. it you, yeah. And you got you start over. It, but it's because that's the only way. Which is what baffles well, me about our society is that even in the movie world and the drama, they use these same principles for for movie making. But you, but they leave out they do leave out one component because most of them. It, there's there is a rebirth, but the rebirth is a second chance. The gospel doesn't give you a second chance because you need more than that, right? It's it's a third chance, a fourth chance. What what when you? That's why I love that passage. In, is it first or second Peter when he says the the water the waters of the days of Noah symbolizes the waters of baptism, which now saves you also. But he says it's not the removal of dirt from the flesh, not the water, but it's a pledge of a good conscience towards God that saves you by the resurrection. And I was thinking about this guy that was in our college ministry who was a recovering heroin addict, and he had been walking with us probably about almost a year, probably 10 months. And he, he said, man, he said, I said, you ever been baptized? He said, no, no, I'm, I'm going to do it there. And I said, when are you going to do it? He said, I'm going to wait a year. I need to, I, I, I need to wait a year. I need to be sober for a year, and then I'm going to get baptized. I said, well, why would you do that? He said, because I want to make sure I could, I could stick with this. He said, Zach, you got to understand, he said, everything I've ever touched turns to dirt. This guy's name was also Zach. And I said, Zach, do you know what I would do if everything I touched turned to dirt? He said, what? I said, I'd quit touching stuff. And he's like, I said, do you know how you can quit touching stuff? He said, no, I don't. I said, you got to die. You got to be born. You got to be buried with Christ. The old Zach, when he touches stuff, it turns to dirt. That guy doesn't need to touch anything. Mm -hmm. So you get connected with Christ, and that's what baptism symbolizes, and, and you're connected with his death. And his burial, and when Peter says it saves you by the resurrection, 
and it's a pledge of a good, good conscience towards God is because I, I can't go to God with my own ability and say, hey, God, I'm clean now. God said, no, you're not. What about that? I'm like, ooh, yeah, I forgot about that part. But I can pledge a good conscience towards God if I'm connected with him. Yeah, well, why would you try to get better without the Holy Spirit? You can't. I told him, I said, you, you don't come to Christ to get, I said, you don't get better to come to Christ. You come to Christ to get better. Yeah. yeah. Like you don't, you don't get it right to come to Christ. You come to Christ to get yeah, it. Because you're never going to get it You'll right. never get it. You're not even going to get it right after you receive God's Spirit. But at least you now have... That's why it's uh, called grace. Uh, yeah, a foundation. A mediator. To say, you know, it's kind of like when you say repent, you do it once where you change your mind, you change your heart, you change your direction, but you act it out every day. It's like every day... You're going through that process. Well, Romans six is not. You a, prove your repentance, the apostle. Yeah, that was a good there. verse that you read because it's it's basically that you just watch me. Yeah, because well, you're now seeing a a different being in, inside of us, which is why the kingdom is the most powerful force on earth. It's it's a secret. It's an unseen presence. Yeah. Of transformation way, that's happened. Hold on. By the hold, way, hold on. Let's take one one last break. Uh, I will add to that. Uh, Al mentioned it, I think, when he had some notes on this. But in the in the Gospel of Matthew, mm-hmm. the kingdom of God is mentioned fifty three times. Wow, fifty three times the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, fifty three. I counted them yesterday, and uh, and most of it, all of it. Uh, Luke gives a long list of of how many places it's mentioned, Mark 2, but over over 100, over 115, 120 in yeah. the Gospels, the kingdom is brought up. For someone to say, well, you know, you know, that's that's fixing to happen here thousands of years from now, way in the future. Well, but I explain. I think the last time we talked, I, I, I don't beat people up for that because I, I do think there's another phase that like Romans 8 refers to or whatever where you're, you know, our, our next move when we die Will will be a, a big transition where you know when our when Jesus comes back because I think time will kind of you'll kind of lose track of time. It's once called you die. the eternal kingdom when that comes about. Well, right, and you're you're then you have this new imperishable body. Okay, that that's a different phase. Yeah. Of, of, of what happens, but I think the people who only focus on how that goes down, they miss what we're doing here now. That's why I usually ask people who misunderstand that. I'm like, well, how come there's no urgency from you to share Jesus with other people? Because people who are just waiting for something else to happen at the end, they're like, well, I'm going to get all that straight when Jesus comes back. I'm like, what are we doing here now? Yeah, that's the point. I mean, God uses us. The kingdom is moving right it's a movement well it leads you to believe because right it, it, it leads you to to see god in this distant way like i don't is god even care what goes on here on planet earth is he even oh, right. listening you're not going to pray because you're going to think what does it matter yeah it, like god is intimately involved in what we're doing if something here. they repeatedly said is near the kingdom yeah and and it's said over <laughs> over a hundred times in the gospels i would think uh that's fixed to go down mm-hmm. what well, he's talking but about but he said it was near this was 2,000 years ago, roughly. That's my point. 
So, well, yeah, we believe that it came in their lifetime, which is, what was that verse where he said? Mark 9-1. But my point is... You'll see it before you die is what he was telling them. I think what's interesting about this is uh, I heard somebody say this one time that, you know, you got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that give four views of the same message. They all end the same way. That's right. I mean, Jesus is eventually going to be arrested, die, be buried, and raised. But I heard somebody say one time, it's like Matthew is a documentary, which I agree with that. Because even in the second chapter, when you had the version, like after the birth, I guess when Jesus was like in his first year or year two, Mm -hmm. it's like almost without emotion. I mean, he's talking about Herod killing all the babies, and it's just he's just giving you the facts, but it's like, ooh. I mean, it's it's rough, and and even John the Baptist here. I mean, he's throwing haymakers in his in his sermons. I mean, there's a little humor. We didn't mention this, but in chapter three, in verse eight, you know, when he said, "Produce fruit in keeping with repentance," and I think this is a joke in verse nine, and I think it's kind of funny. But he says, "And do not think you can say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up." children for Abraham, which is, you know, the preacher joke that could have been the first rock concert. Yeah. But, but he was, you know, he was showing you this, this, this side of John. Well, then you got Luke uh, or Mark is like an action movie. So it was Matthew, the documentary. Mark was the action movie. Luke was a sci-fi because he really goes into detail about all, you know, mm-hmm. remember when he said, he was, the doors were locked and boom, he's yeah. there. And, and then John is like the love story. And so when I heard that, I thought, you know, God not only inspired these men through the Holy Spirit to make him known, but he did it from four different perspectives because we all have different personalities and we all have different ways of telling a story that we like. So it wasn't even even in that to me shows God's providence is like he's almost appealing to the different personalities that that are on the earth. Yep. Yeah. John is one of his beloved friends. It was interesting to me that the kingdom is brought up 53 times. I'm looking at it over here now in Matthew. It was brought up 19 times in Mark. It was brought up 43 times in Luke. Interestingly, John spoke the least about it. However, when he did bring it up, John 3, 3, unless a man is born again, he can't enter the kingdom of God. Nicodemus was like, say what? Mm -hmm. Uh, How how am I going to get back inside my mother? What are you talking about? Physical. He's thinking physical. They all did. Uh, Then so John recorded Jesus as saying, Unless you're born again of water and the spirit, you can't enter the kingdom of God. Two ways you can miss it if you're not born again of water and the spirit. Well, but Phil, the first, in verse 3, he said you can't see it. Can't even it, see it. Well, you won't uh, even know it's here. Unless you're born again, and which I think goes in when he said, Jesus said, the, king, the coming of the kingdom does not come visibly. Normal people say, here it is, mm-hmm. or there That's, it is. So you say, well, what does that mean? Well, then he told Nicodemus, you can't see it unless you're born again. Yep. And he's like, well, what does that mean? How can I get back in my mother's womb? Well, you can't enter it 
unless you're born of water and the spirit. <laughs> yeah. So well, then he started talking about the spirit and the wind. It's like the wind. Well, you you can't see the wind, just the effects. Yep. So then he mentioned it again, John, just four times. Twice, three, three, John three, three, John three, five. Then he get to eighteen thirty-six. Now my kingdom is from another place. Mm. It's not physical. It's not here. I mean, it, it, it's it's the people out here running around. You'd never recognize you. You won't even be able to see them. They can be members of the kingdom. You wouldn't even know it. Yeah. Unless you watch what they do and how they love one another. But so eight thirty eighteen thirty six. He says again, "My kingdom is not of this world. It's it's not a it's a spiritual kingdom." And it's in the hearts well, of people. Well, thank the Lord it's not of this world. Oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> All these kingdoms, every one of them, I've got a list of them. It's over a hundred. Go down. They go down. But this one, Daniel said it best, it'll last forever and will never be destroyed. Yeah. And that's yeah. why Jesus was saying, along with John, so the four times it's mentioned in the book of John, they're doozies. Just read John's view of the kingdom of God, and you'll if you haven't moved now, you'll move when you read that. Mm. So, so put your put your faith in the King of a kingdom that can't be shaken nor destroyed. Governments come yeah. and go, but for the problem with governments, man-made constructs, there is that they can't remove your sin and they can't raise you from the dead. They can't do it. That's, their, that's a big two problems to have. And yeah. don't be surprised when God answers your prayer. Mm. Yeah, or you may be unable to say anything. Yeah, that's it. For a long time. <laughs> you may be in talking sign language if you're not careful. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.